listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hey everyone, welcome back to She Rises. I'm Giovanna Caposa, your host. And guys, I am still buzzing from this amazing conversation I had with my friend Sumi. Um, she is up to such amazing things. We we met a very long time ago, and somehow through the you know filters of social media and the breadcrumbs of staying in touch that way, um, I've managed to see this amazing journey of hers. And I was so excited to have her be on the show to really share that with you guys because it's a journey that is personal to me. It's close to my heart and it looks different for everyone. So let me tell you a little bit about Sumi. She is most widely known for founding and growing K4 Solutions Inc. It's a multi-million dollar government contracting company. She started in college and get this as a result of pursuing a dancing career. Want to know more about that? Keep listening. <laughs> After growing her team, of more than 200 people and serving large public programs from TSA to Medicare. Last year, Sumi, as always doing something new, decided she'd graduate from Harvard and she now has her master's in public administration. In 2019, she officially stepped down as president of K4 to pursue the dream she's carried with her since she was a little girl, and that is to make music and perform. Now she is located in Nashville, Tennessee, and she is pursuing her love of singing and songwriting through the Love Revolution, a socially conscious community of people who are doing what they love, embodying love, and waging love for a better world. Sumi is such an interesting guest. It's probably one of my favorite conversations, and you'll see why when you listen to it. And you'll, you'll see that the story of her journey and how it wasn't you know, a line from A to B, how it's bumpy and messy, and how when we follow our bliss, we can truly live a whole full life. And isn't that what it's all about, guys? I really, really hope you enjoy this show. And if it inspires you, chances are it's going to inspire someone else's wear as well. So please go ahead and share this with your friends and your loved ones. And hey, give them the gift of inspiration as well. Enjoy the show. Sumi, I am beyond thrilled to be reunited with you and have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I just said we were talking before we pressed record and I was sort of like, you know, duh, how, why wouldn't Sumi be on this show? Why wouldn't we be reconnecting? Because we met years and years and years ago. Yeah. And it's just, it just seems like such a, like, of course you should be on here. And of course we should be sharing your story. I've been following you over the years. Um, you know, and that's the beauty of social media these days, right? Is you can sort of keep in touch without keeping in touch, which is the beauty and the curse, I think, because we're losing connection and we're losing that good old fashioned pick up the phone and call people. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, for people that are in the farthest reaches of your community, it's so great to be able to see that. And you have mm -hmm. been, damn girl, you have been like flourishing and transforming and holy crap. I can't wait to hear it. Um, mm. Would you share with the audience, I shared a little bit about you, but like what's, what's going on? Tell us, this, tell us the juice. Like how did you get 
from, you know, where you were to where you are and really about like who you're becoming, but just talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, yes, thank you for your reflections. And it's been, I think, quite the journey since we met in, I think it was 2014. Um, and, um, I really resonated when you said a journey of, you said flourishing and transforming, I think you said, and I was like, yes, that's right. It just feels like a series of transformations and all for the better and all, um, all, you know, all really sort of like to find a greater alignment. Um, so I am now, you know, I am in Nashville right now pursuing a singing songwriting career, which has been like the the an amazing expression, my like truest expression that's been like knocking on my heart since I can remember really. <laughs> but getting here, um, it's crazy. Like when I think about how, you know, when I, I, I mean, I feel like I've lived so many different kinds of lives already. And, um, you know, I started, you know, after high school studying engineering because I thought that that's what um, I should do. I was very much a, a daddy's girl. You know, my dad came to the U.S. from India with one suitcase in his hand. He tells the story and he landed up in Pittsburgh. And then I felt like, you know, his journey, I saw him like basically it's like, I, I never really saw him growing up because he was always working and always stressed out. And I think I had some piece of me that felt like, well, I needed to, um, I needed to kind of like please him to thank him for everything he had done for us me and my three sisters. And, um, I basically started to just think that I wanted hit, you know, I wanted his approval. I wanted him to be happy with all of my choices so he would feel good. <laughs> and I really lost a sense of myself in that process. So I studied engineering cause I thought that's what he wanted me to do. And then, um, and then I started a company in it and management consulting and we were working for, um, you know, federal agencies contracting to the federal government running large large-scale mission critical programs for them like TSA and um, um, a, a number of missions for DOD and USDA CMS um, a, a lot of different agencies a lot of different and it was funny them. how that company a lot of different <laughs> right um, and it was funny how you know even the the genesis of that company started with me um, wanting to be a dancer and I don't know if we'll have space. Hang to, on a to second. That, Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You had the alphabet soup of government contracting with this business, studied engineering, yeah. but all the while you were like wanting to be a dancer. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the company would never have started if I didn't try to pursue my dream of being a dancer. Okay. You need to tell that piece because like this is such an interesting, uh, this is why I wanted you on the show because your story in and of itself is like, it's just such a, an amazing tale for people to hear. So tell us how you would have never had this company if not, or if you didn't want to be a dancer. Like that's just so <laughs> out of like this world. We need to hear that piece. It just shows that you never know what direction life's going to go in, right? So I, okay, so I was studying, I was, um, and then I came home for one summer, <laughs> you know, between my second and third years of college. And you know, went to my parents' house and in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area. And I um, really wanted to, I, I took, I signed up for this dance camp, which was um, 
all day, every day, <laughs> which was very, very generous because all my friends were getting like internships and stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to do dance camp. <laughs> um, and it was from this, <laughs> from this, um, like, you know, like they call, they call, they, they call teachers in India masters, right? So there was like this, like, this like master from India who was this like world renowned um, Kuchipudi dancer and teacher. And he came um, and he was basically, I studied with him like all day, every day from like eight to eight. And it was and with a group of other dancers. And it was such a transform. I, I, I've never felt more connected, you know, as we were like stomping away classical Indian dance in this garage cement floor of my teacher's house. Um, I've never felt like more connected and alive in my life. And so when, when the summer was coming to a close and I had to go back to school, I was like, I was getting really, really depressed because I'm like, I do not want to go back and study engineering, like be in this room. I was one of 14 women in a class of four, you know, 400 plus engineers. And I was not connected to the subject matter. I was not connected to my peers. And I felt so isolated and alone there. And I was like, Sumi, you need to figure out a way to get yourself back into dance because this is what you want to do with your life. And, you know, I was, I was 18 or 19 at the time or something because and so, um, so I go back though for fall semester and I'm then find out that there's a way that I can go back to dance camp because I found out that I could actually get a, um, like they called it a co-op, which is basically a job where you're working for class credit. So it's like an elongated internship. And if I was, if I got this in elongated internship co-op, um, I would, could stay at my parents' house work at that and then take dance in the evenings. And cause I was at school in Blacksburg, Virginia, there weren't any Indian classical dancers around that small town. You're kidding. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so my only way to get back to it was to go back to DC. Right. So I ended up applying for this competitive like internship. Like I was more focused on that than like any of my classes or any other thing. And I get it. I get like, and I get both positions and I'm like, hey, great. And so I, you know, chose one and it was supposed to be for, you know, when the following like winter semester, spring semester and summer semester. So in my mind, I'm like, great. That covers like, you know, the next nine months where I can in the evenings, at least be doing dance and be earning class credit toward my degree. And so the, the thing starts and, um, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you that like I went in, I ended up getting this, this co-op at Roadrunner Technologies and I um, hated every minute of it because none of this was in alignment with who I was. And so two weeks into it, the winter semester before spring classes started, I was having panic attacks every night. Like I, I hated going into this thing. And even though dance camp was going to be starting soon, back up again, I couldn't handle like being in this internship at the time. And so I like slunk, like I slunk my way back to basically quit the internship out of the blue and drove back to Virginia Tech and signed up for classes at the last minute and like really was like living in this like bubble of shame like oh my god I just got this competitive thing but I'm I'm gonna quit and go back to school and called the registrar's office I was like can I still sign up for classes they're like yes so I did that and um and I went back to school and I was kind of thinking like I was like lying under the radar because like nobody nobody at the job made a big deal of it 
And then two weeks later, I get a call from my college, Virginia Tech's Career Services. And they say, Sumi, um, we understand you quit this very competitive co-op that, you know, hundreds of people applied for and they gave you the position. You've let us down. You've put a black mark on our university. And this is completely unacceptable. You will never be able to get a job or get a recommendation through us again. Ouch. And you are officially kicked out of Virginia Tech's career services. Like you will not have our support. And at at, at 20 years old or 19, however old I was, I was devastated. Like I was like, oh my God, my life is over. Like I thought that meant I won't ever be able to get a job again, you know? And so, um, and so I basically decided after that, but I had to come up with something else, some other idea. And that's what led me to start that company. (laughs) Wow. I I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, but you know, when at 19, when you're like, I can't get an internship for the following summer. And I don't, my, my dad's asked me, you know, what am I, what am I doing? And I'm like, well, I guess, um, guess I'll start my own company. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's so funny. That's how I became an entrepreneur too, is I, I, it was sort of like, it was that like, well, there's doesn't seem to be other options. So this thing that's been, you know, bubbling around, I guess I'll start my own company. So yeah, good for you. But you didn't just start a company, right? You you grew this to a multi-million dollar government contracting company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, I might add, decided, you know, for shits and giggles, I'm just, I'm going to go to Harvard and I'm going to get a master's. <laughs> And in the meantime, you're developing your singing career and you moved to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. And so what I love about your, your story and just observing you is that the real story that I hear um, underneath it all, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're constantly going back to this inner compass of what do I really feel aligned to do? What really makes my heart sing? And how can I find a way to, to do it, right? Well, it's funny because I think all along, yes, I think you're exactly right. I feel like that that's just my personality. And I think all along, but the interesting thing is, and I think a lot of people live their lives this way, where they're kind of unconsciously following somebody else's yes. idea, right, of what they should be doing. But then- but then there's like, you know, I'm imagining like there's like bobbing head. There's like occasionally my head will like pop out of the water and it'll be like a kind of a, I take a few breaths into what I really want to be doing. But then I go back underwater and just follow that given path. And, you know, for me, like the, the, the desire to be a dancer was me bobbing my head out of the water. It was my soul saying like, this is actually your path. But then I had to do it through engineering. And then I bobbed my head out of the water and I said, you know, um, well, Maybe, um, you know, like there, I've had so many iterations of a creative path in, in my life. Like when I was building this company in IT and management consulting, I was doing it because that was, I thought, what my dad would approve of. That was the company that he would approve of, that he would be happy with. And um, he, he, it was funny, actually. He, he pretty much tricked me into building that company when I came to him with the idea of wanting to build a wedding planning company. <laughs> Again, you had something else in mind. Right. Like, what about this? Yeah. What about this? So I followed that path. And, you know, I really, I wanted to be, I wanted to be successful. Like, and so I, I worked really hard and like, yeah, like, you know, at 25, I was like managing 
you know, hundreds of employees and, um, and, and really supporting these mission critical programs for government. And um, so I learned a ton, but I never felt fulfilled. Right. And I was, I was like working myself like crazy, like, you know, burning the candles at both ends and um, really just doing things to destroy my health and various things. And so all the while I'm coming back to my head bobbing out and being like, what do I really want to do? Like, this isn't it. This isn't it. It's good work, but it's not aligned. And so, um, and so, you know, in, um, this, this thread of creativity, dance, music, um, uh, even like acting had, had been bobbing up every once in a while. And so finally, um, I realized that, um, you know, I needed to give myself a little bit more space to explore that kind of thing, you know, and, um, that's when, I, and, I, and I was so attracted to the world of coaching because I had never heard these conversations before. Like I, I related to the coaching world because they were talking about this. They were saying, what is in alignment with your heart? And, and previously in my life, those conversations would have been com completely mocked, right? Like that, that was for like, yeah, the people who can't figure their shit out and like, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to have a good head on your shoulders and just keep moving forward was the external advice that I kept like integrating. Yeah. And I mean, it's such this, I resonate so much with that story. Um, you know, obviously I didn't get into engineering and do those exact things, but it's the same. It's a story of a first generation daughter or son, right? Like your parents yes. were immigrants. They came here with a, a suitcase or less often in their hands and they worked their ass off to provide, to succeed, to make something of themselves, to provide for us, you know, and there, there's this sense of, you know, it's unspoken duty and obligation and pleasing. And it's, it's this, it's totally. sometimes, it's so unconscious that you can get lost totally. in that. And I, you know, I still like early days, uh, even later days in my coaching career and, and, and stuff that I decided to create in my life when, you know, the work I was doing was more easeful, not easy, but easeful and less right. effortful. And I wasn't hating it. Like I wasn't hating my job. Didn't I, you, like I, there was a point in time where I'm like, oh, you mean you don't have to hate your job? Right. Like, well, I, yeah, for sure. I but didn't ever realize that. Before that came, there was, a, there was a realization that I was like, wait, this isn't right. Like there was guilt. I, I noticed that I was harboring mm -hmm. guilt because mm -hmm. this was, I was, was fun. I was good mm -hmm. at it. I was, you know, money was coming in and I was like, but I'm not struggling. Right. Maybe mm -hmm. I should be struggling because my parents struggled and yes. that's what real work means. Like that's, right. that's when you quote unquote deserve it is when you 100%. struggle. percent my story. Yes. Right. And mm -hmm. so, and I see that so much like in what you're saying and I resonate with that too. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners too, whether their parents are immigrants or not have that mm -hmm. same story going on. And what, do, I guess my question is like, what do you do um, on daily or a monthly basis to sort of realign yourself back to what you want, what mm. your soul's calling you to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. Well, I mean, I do have, I mean, I'm not perfect at it by any means, but I definitely feel like I live my life in, in a, in a, a, trying to be conscious of my choices, right? Like, um, I actually stopped, I stopped all like alcohol consumption, um, uh, stopped everything, like any like mind expanding element. Um, as of like 2013 and that's been transformational. Um, I have a daily meditation practice that I, tr you know, that I try to do every day. 
Um, and those things help, like just hearing, hearing your own voice a little clearer, you know? Um, and I also think that there's so many of us in this day and age that are like, really like multi-hyphenate, right? Like there's not just one thing or one career that defines us. We just and had this conversation right before we, pre we pressed play yeah. or record about my next potential endeavor. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it's like, so it's kind of like, well, okay. Like it's the shifting of, I've, I've had to shift my viewpoint to say, you know, I can do something that encompasses all of me and I don't have to stick into like one specific path. Like, you know, in, in 2014, I thought, well, maybe it's coaching and I'm going to just be a, a coach. And I'm like, that felt so suffocating and limiting because that wasn't all of me. You know, I was also like really passionate about politics in terms of not politics for politics sake, not the game of politics, but I was passionate about, you know, understanding how to preserve our basic freedoms and our basic rights and how to ensure that we have clean air and clean water and understanding government's role in that, you know, and that's what led me to pursue that public policy degree from Harvard you were mentioning. And it's like kind of being okay with, we're, we're like complicated human beings. It's cool that we're interested in multiple things, you know? And like, I think for me, it was, it was giving myself permission to not have to just like, if other people were like, how can you do that from that to that? And it's like, well, because we, you know, you want to too. Like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's so interesting. That's such a great question that um, that you pose that comes up for people, right? Because there is an underlying guilt and shame or shaming sometimes from other people when you are saying no to the status quo, when you are saying no to the quote unquote norm, because I think it challenges where other people sit and what feels safe to mm -hmm. them. So when you start to say no, I, I want something different. I want to do and be someone different, you know, um, that is challenging to the person who finds like safety and security in certainty. Right. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So good. Such a good conversation. What would, um, so now, <laughs> so now you have, wait, let's, let, let's rewind back. Cause now you have this, this degree from Harvard. Mm -hmm. You're very politically passionate and inclined. So again, you're following, you know, as my friend Jackie Nechtel would say, you're following your highest excitement, right? So mm -hmm. highest excitement brought you to politics. Highest excitement also brought you to Nashville. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're multi-hyphenate. You have all this stuff going on. How do you, do you see one influencing the other, like in terms of your mm -hmm. thinking career or is it like, no, they're totally compartmentalized or separate? Mm -hmm. Like how mm -hmm. do we, and I'm asking you to, how do you do it? But it's really a question of how do we bring all of our multi hyphenates in? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Like it, are, are many of your listeners entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial minded? Yeah. Business <laughs> career driven, go get our okay. women. So like, I, I feel this is my sort of thesis in this moment in time that, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, like, or, or actually no matter what, what it is that you're pursuing for work, I think that for me, what I'm realizing that makes me feel most fulfilled is finding a home for everything. Like that word home, mm. is just like, it like puts my entire being at rest. Like even just saying it, like finding a home, right? Like. And so when I, when I was thinking, kind of living like compartmentalized, like, okay, like I'm doing music and I'm also doing coaching and I'm also doing, you know, being activism and I'm, you know, um, all these different things, it was stressful to my nervous system and it was kind of making me very anxious, right? And so I've been, I've been sitting with, and it's funny you asked the question because I literally just... 
um, had this aha moment a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, I just need a home for all of it. Like it, we, I need a home for all of me. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's actually, and it, it all comes together, right? Because, because we, the, because since our, we as individuals are multi-hyphenate, yes, but that means that the world is multi-hyphenate, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like everything, <laughs> Like everything is holistic. Like politics is not just a result of one thing. It's it's multiple things, right? Same with music isn't just for, you know, going to dance parties or like listening on your drive to work. Like its input, its input and its creation is from like a holistic, deep, grounded sense of so many different things. And and what's coaching? Coaching is about a holistic life, like life in general, right? Like, so um I think for me, I realized that yes they all inform each other. And like, to me, I found the common thread. I think it's like important to just, when you are, you know, feeling like you have so many different passions and pursuits and like, what is it that you really want to focus on and do? And it's like, find, pull out the common thread, you know, and then make that your home. Like, I love that. If you picture an umbrella, like it's really like that common thread is your umbrella and that's your home. And then all these different pieces sit inside of it. Mm. And, uh, well, and you're, you're also the common thread in that, right? Like you yeah. are the one that gets to bring all these pieces. Yeah. Oh, such a good point. Right. Yeah. Like you're multifaceted and you're, and you don't have to be the one thing. And I can just, you're making, you're making me remember so many like false beliefs and crap I had kicking mm-hmm. around for years as I was a kid. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, well, if I'm this, then I can't be that. And if I'm mm-hmm. interested in this, then don't do that. And that's a waste mm-hmm. of time then. And it takes, but it's, it, you're all of these things. And I think, um, you know, using the word, I mean, holistic, that's my word, right? Like you use the mm-hmm. perfect word for that because it is the whole uh, organism as you, right? In the micro, it's you and macro, it's all of us, right? Yeah. But if the whole organism is yeah. healthy, then the being is healthy, right? Oh my God. Yes. And we can't ignore, like we can't ignore any one piece of it. Yes, yes, yes. And it's a bunch of BS that we've been fed, but like, oh, you have, you know, you have to have a career and a home life and work-life balance. And, you know, a team member of mine said that to me yesterday. She's like, how do you, like, what's your view on work-life balance? I was like, there is no such thing. It's work-life integration. You know, it's like, it's integrating your passions with your, you know, you're just always working or doing something that you're passionate about, whether that's your kids or what you're creating in the world world or, you know, taking care of your body or, you know, going out with your love. Like it's all just what you're, what you care about and what you're passionate about. And I think if mm-hmm. we get back to that basic concept, lives can flourish and be much more fulfilled. I a hundred percent agree because I mean, ultimately the relationship you have with yourself, it needs to be it needs to be full. And if you're denying pieces of yourself, right? If you're like, well, no, I can't move to Nashville and pursue this career and singing or singing at all because like I just have a hat as like I just graduated Harvard now I have to do that thing right then you're leaving all these pieces of you on the table and we're so much more than that so it's and I also want to model that like because you know we're it's it's a new age kind of rising up with people doing things like this and so I don't know like for people listening it's like if you feel like yeah it's scary to make that leap or it's scary you know because yeah when I graduated exactly like you said all of my colleagues were sort of like, what are you doing? Like, you're okay, that's weird. You just graduated in public policy from Harvard and what? You're moving to Nashville to become a singer? Like, why? Right, because <laughs> you know? the natural thing is go get, you know, go become yeah, a policymaker, go get a, go right. the hell, you know? Like, what are you yeah, doing? <laughs> right, and, and, and you know, so it's like, it's like, 
But the more we give ourselves permission to do those things that seem out of the ordinary, the more we model that and give other people permission just by doing it ourselves. And that's why I think it's so powerful that like, and it's not easy. Like, oh my gosh, the work that I'm doing now to, to kind of combine arts and activism and leadership is is, I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy to, you know, send an, send an email out to my email list that, that expresses from my heart deeply, like how I believe what the celebration of July 4th yesterday really means, right? Like, um, like how we need to pay attention to what's going on, how that the, the camps um, holding migrants on the border, you know, aren't um, reflecting our values as a nation. Like, what does it really mean to celebrate mm. our nation's independence? It's not about fireworks and barbecue, although I would love it to be. Like, it's about our deeper values and bringing up, and that, right, and the reason I'm saying this now is because that's, that's, that's a deeper part of me, but it's all of me that I need to express. And expressing that, that into the world is not easy because the amount of pushback you'll get, that's leadership. It's being able to stand strong in the midst of all of the negative comments, all of the pushback that you get, but you know that you're holding true to your principles and being able to stand in that strongly, honestly, that's leadership. It's not any of the other BS that we hear. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Amen. I have goosebumps all over. It is exactly that. And using all of your platforms and creating your platforms and, and, and standing in the truth of the, the direction that you're headed in, but also the direction you want, like the example you want to lead mm-hmm. through and by, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to go there. Like we, I want to get political for a sec. Can we get political for a second? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yeah. And for those of my listeners that are going, er, what? She never talks about politics. Where are going? And you're, and you're getting all, you know, you please, you know, you can stay. I want you to stay, but like, you don't have to. And, um, but I, I want to get political and, you know, we don't have to go down the whole entire rabbit hole, but yeah. because you brought it up and because you have studied this and now you're an advocate and, and an activist, Mm-hmm. What do you think of, and I don't know how you feel about her personally, but one of my favorite spiritual teachers, and uh, she's been an activist her entire life, so I don't know why people are so shocked that she's running for office, but what do you think of Marianne Williamson and her platform, mm-hmm. which is really based on in love, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of that in this, like, you know, for such a time as this, to quote, yeah. you know, an old mentor of ours, for that to be on the world stage, like literally she's being memed all over the place and people oh are making gosh, fun, yes. but people are also like surprisingly also coming on board. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of that? Oh my gosh, Giovanna, I will tell you, I am so, okay. She put out an Instagram post, maybe it was like eight months ago or something like that or around that, that said for the first time that said, um, you know, I am thinking about running for president of the United States of America. And yeah. I, I read that, I got a full body shivers. Like I, I couldn't, it was so right? inspiring. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, like I was so inspired. And this is me, you know, being in Boston, being around Elizabeth Warren and all these people who I knew were gonna run, all of the standard political talk. And then I read that Instagram post and something like, I've, my, my heart started beating faster. I got full body goosebumps. I am so inspired, deeply inspired by what she's doing. Now, it doesn't matter if she gets the nomination or not. Even though I think, personally, I think it would be great if she did. Oh, um, yes. I think it would be 
amazing. And I think she definitely has it in her to stand up to the bullying of President Trump. Um, and I, um, I, be I, be I believe that she brings this new, deeper conversation to the political field. You know, she, she brings the deeper sense of what we were talking about on this call of embodying, you know, all of who you are in what you do, you know, in like, in, she has such a great message and reasoning that, you know, the founders didn't say you had to have elected office or be in legislative office before you ran for president. Nope. They were very clear <laughs> <laughs> on, you just needed to be over 35, you know, having lived here and, um, and being born here, right? Like you, it, it, th those were the requirements. And then it's up to the people to choose the leader who they want to take them into the next, um, the next few years. So I am so inspired by what she's doing because it takes guts. I mean, yes. Just to bring that conversation so right. to the stage. Well, the amount of people, like you just said, the amount of people who are ridiculing her and rolling her eye, rolling their eyes and calling her this crazy hippie lady, right? With like, is she going to bring her crystals on stage and put right. this under her spell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's hearing it all, but I'm sure she prepared herself for all of that because that and, you know, I pray for her all the time because I'm like, oh, she's yeah. getting it. Like, I don't yes, know if I'd have yes. the courage. Like, just oh my gosh, the fact yes. that she's standing in 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 the courage of her convictions and bringing love, like just the yes. word to a platform like that, people recoil. And like, I yes. personally, to be totally transparent, like when she was starting the debates, like there was a part of me going, "Oh my god!" Like, yes. don't say Almost those feeling things. embarrassed right. on her part, and then right. yet she stands there so yes. beautifully in her truth and owns it. I was like, "Oh hell yes!" It's right? Her. Because like, there's yeah. that part of me still that is, yes, you know, like, Oh God, can I step out on a platform and talk about love? Can I talk about God? Can I talk about like, could I, you know, so the, it's so it such a great modeling. Cause there was a part of me going, Oh my God, they're going to hurt you. Like, don't stand in that. They're going to hurt you. But then there was a part of me going, yes, sister, like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Oh, you summed it up perfectly. You summed it up perfectly. I totally yeah. agree. <laughs> yes. I, I read online somewhere and I don't know where I saw it. It was, if it was under one of her posts or it was, I don't know, someone posted a meme about her or whatever, but they said, you know, at the, at the very, very least, if she doesn't win the nomination, she should be elected the spiritual advisor of the nation. And oh I God, thought, that's awesome. right. And <laughs> that's I just awesome. thought that would be even better. I think. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. Give it to well, I don't know about even better. I don't know about even better. <laughs> but well, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, getting it, getting so embroiled in the day to day of the presidency and all that's involved in that. Mm -hmm. um, you're right. Maybe not even better, but sometimes that can deter from, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff right so yeah, I and there's well, fabulous candidates awesome. like personally I, I i love elizabeth warren you know i love what she raised the table and i think that like marianne does bring because ultimately i do believe that you know uh, that um it's about the decisions that is are being put on the president's shoulders and yeah, the depth right. and yeah. consideration of those decisions from and that truly aligned higher place. Mm. I think it is what she would bring. That yeah, I take that back. It's not even better. She should be the president. I, you know, I'm so. <laughs> I have never been mad about being a Canadian. I'm so proud to be Canadian, but this one time I'm like, damn it, I wish I could vote. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, at least you don't have to put up with what's going on right now in our wife. 
us. Right. Well, I mean, we, we, we kind of get some, the backlash of that too. And Hey, we're not perfect either. Right. So, wow. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know how long we've been talking for, to be honest. I lost track of time. (laughs) Yeah, me either. (laughs) It's been great. (laughs) Sumi, if there's one last or even two or three, whatever you got, one thing you could say to us, you know, to just leave us off the audience listening. You're so personally inspiring to me. You remind me to just follow my heart every time I see you post on Instagram, but for our listeners who have been listening and, and with us this whole time, you know, through this journey of you and I talking, is there anything you want to leave them with that mm. would be really, I don't know, words, words of wisdom from Sumi. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's a big question. <laughs> I know. Um, right. Yeah. Think about it. Feel free to pause and think about it. <laughs> I think what I, what I want to say is that it's, it's up to you how you choose to lead your life, right? It's really up to you. And the path sort of like the path of the warrior, I'll call it, which is like standing in your truth, you know, really embodying the things we've been talking about on this call in terms of not being afraid to embody all of you, bringing all of you out into the world, being fully expressed, you know, standing in your own truth and principles, despite the pushback, you know, despite the naysayers, despite the criticism, like that type of inner strength and inner leadership um, offered out into the world is not an easy path, is not an easy path, but it's much more fulfilling and much more rewarding, I believe, than the other path of following a pre-prescribed path or doing what other people tell you should do um, and not living out your highest expression. Like it's, it's a constant everyday battle for me to say, is this like, is this worth it? Am I, yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't it be easier if I just, um, you know, got a job somewhere or, or, you know, even just did one thing, even just like wanted to just sit by the lake and write songs, like that would be easier, you know, but standing in a life where you're giving yourself permission to encompass and embody all of who you are and bring that forth with full, like full volume to the world is something I'm personally still working on. And it's, it's what I'm, what I'm feeling and what I'm noticing is that it's so much more like it's so much more alive. I feel like that's the experience of being human that we all crave. And so, mm. um, yeah, if you're thinking about it, my advice would be like, like take the first step, like do it, do the thing, yeah. do the thing that scares you, you know, do yeah. the thing that you want to do, but it's scary. Like do it, you know, and I'm here, I'm standing here with you. Like, and you know, we'll, we'll share that. We'll share that experience together. Mm, beautifully, beautifully said. And I would just like to sum up and add to that. It's like, get quiet, receive Mm -hmm. the message, follow Mm. your butterflies and give yourself permission. Mm. Right. Just just do it. Like Nike said, right. Best advice ever. Just do it. (laughs) Sumi, thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you. This was such a great conversation. Thank you for asking me about my story and letting me share all of that. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. No, I just, it's so, you know, whether it's classical Indian dance music <laughs> or po- politics at Harvard, people follow your bliss, as Joseph Campbell said. Yes. And follow your bliss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, sister. I just loved having you on and I will keep following you and what you're up to um, because you're so inspiring and we'll have all the links to where people can find you. Um, you know, definitely find her on Instagram and you'll get to 
a sneak peek on all the stuff going on. And yeah, just thank you again for being here and for being you. Awesome. Thank you, Giovanna. It's been great. so much for tuning in and keep rising everyone for books and resources related to today's episode make sure you head over to sherisespodcast.com and i'll see you there if you've enjoyed today's episode make sure you tune back in next week when i dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be and hey if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it head on over to itunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show 